0: Without
2: further ado, that's what the game's all about.
3: All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. I'm gonna leave it up there. He couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely
1: not. Welcome to Offseason Buckets. My name Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action. Now we're joined by my colleague and friend Brandon Anderson, NBA futures analyst. On the morning after, the Golden State Warriors secured their fourth title in eight seasons, beating the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals Game 6. Brandon, I told you I wasn't going to play a side, buddy. I said that all, the, all day. I played <laughs> a side. I'll tell you about the side I played in just a second. But I do want to let everybody know that we need you to rate and review the podcast because we're calling out our favorite five-star reviews right here on the show. Like. That's right. We've got one. Okay. Zane 52. Zane 52 says bet like a pro five stars on Apple podcast. If you want to make money sports betting, you need to listen to buckets. Matt and Brandon have fundamentally changed the way that I see numbers in the books like iron sharpening iron. They push back on each other's best bets, finding the perfect betting angle to take advantage of each perceived edge. I'm by no means a professional better, but listening to Matt Brandon and the late great Raheem Paul, he's not dead, like <laughs> Raheem <laughs> through the at the NBA playoffs has pushed me closer to that mark and made me enough money to buy Stanley cup tickets for both my Let's girlfriend go. and myself. Let's go Zane forever. Grateful to these guys and their outstanding podcast Zane. Congratulations. If you're listening, please email podcast at dot to get your free pro subscription for the action network app zane's gonna get up to the second indications on where the market is at he can follow line moves he's gonna get our pro models that follows through for every single sport you get projections sharp action all that kind of stuff in the great action network app the award-winning action network app congrats to zane thank you so much for the five star review so i said i was gonna play aside because i was just like okay i'm done after game five and you know what honestly somebody somebody tweeted this at us um, the day after when we recorded that the the post game five, pre game six preview. and was like, I feel a lot better after Matt and Brandon talked through game five. And I felt better after we talked through game five. Like I was like, okay, you know what? All right. And then what I basically decided is, and this goes very much against like how, where I've been, I always want data to be the answer, Brandon. And like Ra would tell you this, that like, sometimes there's gotta be, you have to trust your instincts. and You have to, have to trust your feelings. I felt very strongly. Going into game five, I had this sinking feeling after having already bet the Celtics based off of logic that they were going to lose that game. So I said, I was like, you know what? I'm going to bet game six, depending on how I feel that afternoon. Because in a series this close, I do think that those kind of vibes and energy and those kind of things matter. So, look, we broke down all the, all the things and all the, the stuff here. And I can logic this out for you. I got plus 145 on a team that seemed to have figured out the Celtics, that seemed to have, like, known everything. I bet the Warriors. I did play what we talked about on the pod, which I took the under on the Celtics, 106.5 on the team total. That cashed. Um, I had a really good day yesterday. I took the under on, on Boston, 106.5. I took Golden State plus 150 and the under 211, tailing raw. And all three of those hit. I hedged a little bit in game. Missed on the Andrew Wiggins prop, but that was okay. That was okay. Because Andrew Not Wiggins, 80-1 well. to one to lead the
2: series in rebounds. God, Al Horford scared the crap out of all of us. <laughs> Um, that was yeah, my night you, for listeners. You don't know, but Matt is texting Raheem and I every like four minutes last night, live betting, hammering Horford, Draymond, Looney, anyone that could possibly get a rebound, just trying to protect the 80 to one that came home for him. So we're very happy for that. Well, here,
1: Here's what was nice. So I, I started, I started live betting Draymond and, and, um, Horford. Cause Horford had like 11 or 10 rebounds at this point. He caught up on, uh, Wiggins by five, right? So now all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm looking at the, the, the total numbers, and I'm doing the math, I'm like, he can actually catch him here. This is bad. And so, DraftKings has live props. We do those a lot on the NBA Betcast that we do. They have live props that you can bet. So I start hitting Draymond and Horford over. I hit them for big amounts on with the eighty to one hedge because if they go over, obviously. You know, if they catch Wiggins, they have to go over these numbers. Those cash immediately. Like I already get the return on those. So I take the profit and I roll it forward on the overs again. And like that's how I wound up doing it. Uh, and in the end, Wiggins wins by two rebounds, 53-51 over Horford. Whew. Um, over over Wiggins for six and a half rebounds in the series caches. I actually had Steph Curry to uh Lead the series in scoring. I got a reduction on that due to Dead Heat. Thank you, Dead Heat. Um, you know, look, uh, the reason I'm not more down, I bet on the Celtics minus one and a half, but those were already dead after game five. I still had all of these positions on both ways Celtics over Warriors and Warriors over Celtics. I had a plus 700, a plus 900. And back on June 26th of 2021, June 26th, 2021, a year That's my ago, birthday. I, I bet. Golden State Warriors plus 1,200 and said so I gosh, last night. That was a nice season long head. That was my position from the start. How was your night last night?
2: My night was not as favorable as yours. I, uh, I lost mostly everything. <laughs> Luckily, I did. I liked the under that you guys talked about, you and Raheem, and we talked about on the Twitter spaces. I did play an alternate under. So I got the alternate under 98.5 for a 3-1 to hit. That was kind of my hedge on, well, I kind of feel like the logic says Boston here, and that was what drove the rest of my bets. I bet smart. Um, I had Wiggins, who didn't get enough rebounds for me, just for you, and this one didn't quite get to the double-double. I faded Jordan Poole, who then came in like 12 seconds into the game, and I immediately knew that that one was going to be dead when his minutes were not dropping out. As a better, it did not go well. But look, let's, let's be honest. We know this about me. We know. Here over one shoulder is a Golden State Warriors basketball. Here over another shoulder is Steph Curry on a book. I'm wearing a Steph Curry shirt. I bet till half yesterday because I had a gut feeling that the Warriors were very live in a chance to steal the skin. That's why I did not bet. I didn't follow the full logic of what I would normally would and go with Boston because something fell off to me. You talked about for you, like you kind of have to learn about, betting the logic and the numbers and the data versus whatever that other feeling is. I lean heavily and hard as a better on the logic and the numbers. And I don't feel good about, I'm not going to come on the podcast and be like, well, I just think this yeah. is how I feel. So let's yeah. play that. Yeah. That's, that's bad podcast and that's bad betting advice. But here's what I learned about myself looking back. And if yeah, I'm, I'm still not going to do that, but if you want to listen and read into, read into this accordingly, I thought back, did I ever take the Warriors in the series? And I didn't. I, oh, no, I did. I took them in game one. It lost. It was great. That was the only one. I took the Celtics or some version of the Celtics or skipped aside side entirely in all the other games. So here's what I noticed. Game four and game six are the two times where I did not just pick a side or a money line in the game. Those were the two games that my gut was telling me you know, this might be getting away from your position on Boston. Maybe don't bet Boston in a spot where you would normally bet the Celtics with all the logic you use. So I kind of found a different position and stayed away from it. My gut, it recommended me away from the logic and data-driven side. And holy cannoli, the Warriors are champs again.
1: Yeah, and like, look, um, I don't want to sit here in victory lap, right? Because I talked pretty consistently on this pod about how I'm looking for small, like you're looking for lots of losses, big wins, and I'm looking yep. for lots of less losses, little wins, which is why you're better at this than I am. Um, <laughs> but uh, one, I want, I want to say, like, we kind of talked about, like, if you're going to bet this, you have to bet Celtics on the pod. I, I totally understand if you're like, but you guys said that, like, we did openly say Hey, we're not betting a site <laughs> because we were so shook by Boston. And this is why you got to no. get the app and follow. Like, this is the whole thing. It's like, I put it in the app. I was like, nope, I like I'm in on the Warriors. And, and part of it's also, you know, we recorded that podcast on.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We record the podcast. Basically, we watch the game. We process it all online. Like everyone else does. We go to bed. We wake up and we record. So when we record, these are my thoughts. These are your thoughts. And by the end, they are our thoughts. And then we spend the next two and a half days in between before a finals game hearing everyone else's thoughts. And there are a lot of other smart people out there yeah. on our team at action and on, you know, others online. And they, you know, both of us are a wisdom of a crowds person. Like we listen to what the very other very smart other people have to say. So yeah, positions can change or they can reshape or refine a little bit. So I think that that's important context.
1: Yeah. And like look, um, you know, I bet that 10 to one on the Celtics, right. Uh, But this is kind of like why I like, this is why I like my, my approach is I have that, I have a 12 to one warriors ticket in existence. And then I got the Celtics a 10 to one after game, whatever of this, of the buck series, you know, and that allows me the margin then to take these smaller shots on smaller positions and still come out ahead. And like, that's how I play the long-term market. Yeah.
2: Um, what's ironic for me is I should be in that exact same spot. I normally would take that aggressive approach. I cashed a ticket 12 to one on Boston to win the East, but I didn't bet them to win the title. I hmm. cashed a five to one on the Warriors to win the West, but I didn't bet them to win the title. So actually I should have followed my own thing and say, okay, well, if they win the West, they're gonna be in the finals. You in the finals, you have a chance to win the title. And I should have had a ticket on both these teams in the title, and I would have been in a similar spot to you and, and gotten out either way. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this. Uh, do you think we were obviously
1: wrong in that we picked the Celtics?
2: Do you feel like our process was wrong? So I thought about this because yes and no. But One thing that I want to be careful that we don't do here is a thing that we kind of have been doing and that I've heard a lot in sports media, which is the sentiment that, well, I still think the Celtics are the better team, but the Warriors won. I don't think the Celtics are the better team anymore. I don't think you can think the Celtics are the better team when they just lost three games in a row to the Warriors, not because of injuries or weird outlier, crazy shooting. No, the Warriors just beat them. The Warriors defense pants the Celtics offense three games in a row. You can't say the Celtics are better. Here's an example. I'm a diehard fan of the television show Survivor, and I've watched all the seasons, all the years. And I always get to the end, and I hate the very end because it's never, for a long time, it was never the person who I thought should win. And I'd be like, yeah, but they they made all the conniving moves, and they were great, and they did all the backstabs and everything. Well, no, to win Survivor, literally the definition, to win, the other people have to vote for you. That's part of winning. To be the better team, you have to not give the ball away every four seconds. You have to have a bench. You have to be deep. You have to have coaching advantages, and you have to be – malleable and have other solutions. I don't think that we got the process wrong because look, Boston was up three games to one. And here's one part of the process that I got wrong personally. I like Boston. I said I like Boston more the longer the series goes. So when Boston went up early when they stole game one and when they went up two to one, I felt good. Here's what I thought. I thought defense would find solutions for offense as the series went on. It did. It just was the opposite pairing than I expected. I think Boston's defense did perfectly fine in the series. Steph was awesome, but Boston's defense, like if you told the Celtics coming to the series, this is the outcome you're going to get. You're going to hold the Warriors to like 100, 104, 108 every game. I think they take that in a heartbeat. I felt like that process was right. The part of our process that didn't hit is that Boston's offense just went completely awry. And, that part of that is that Golden State's defense showed up in a way that I did not give them credit for. I think after game one, the Celtics won. And somewhere in my tweets, you said something to the effect of like, do you give the Warriors defense any credit at all or something like that? And I didn't. I didn't at the time. I was like, no, the team I just saw. No, I don't give them enough credit. I don't think they have answers. And I didn't give Draymond credit for having answers. I thought he should have been benched in game four. And I was like, I don't know if he's even playable and boy, was he playable? He was magnificent last night. And I, that's, that's the part I missed on. I think we knew the Warriors defense was great. I think we knew that. I'll still just say this. Um,
1: I don't think Boston was a better team. I'm with you on that. This is, this I think is more the telling thing is a lot of my bets on Boston were based off of like talking to you every day. I do blame you. Of course I'm going to blame you. Um, (laughs) And being like, well, they've been the best team since January 29th. Since January 29th, they've been the best team. They've been the best team since January 29th. And so I was like, well, they've been the best team. And also, this, I even if I hadn't talked to you, I would have been Celtics anyway. Because I, I would have been set on, I like the matchup. Like, I like how the Celtics defend the Warriors. Yeah. What I really was wrong about, here's, a, here's an interesting wrinkle. Wrinkle: Ime Udoka is not Brad Stevens. I kind of wonder if they win the series if
2: Brad Stevens is the coach. Interesting. I kind of wonder.
1: Not not that he's better, but that Brad would have just kept with the same approach of like, hey, let's let's make sure that we don't let Steph Curry get loose, as opposed to, well, what are you gonna do? Um, but even then, the the Udoka's strategy worked, but the defensive ratings were good enough for Boston to win. I don't know how to separate this out. I really don't, man. I don't know how to like, I would have to go back and maybe this is a project we're doing, but I don't think it is like time is a thing that we have to manage. Right. If I wanted to answer the question of really whether this was a bad bet or not, I'd have to go back and see whether or not the Celtics turnovers, what percentage of them were forced? What percentage of them were Golden State did this and this forced a turnover? Golden State made this move or move this guy here or sent this guy or this one particular guy found a weakness rather than just Jalen Brown can't dribble and Jason Tatum can pass, but can't reliably pass it to his teammates. Like yeah. that's the thing I don't know because that really was the series, man. They, they held the Warriors offense in check, but they couldn't score enough because they kept giving the fucking ball to them. And so yeah. at some point, I'm, I'm totally good with the Warriors were the better team because the Celtics were not as good as we thought. And the one thing that kept bugging me as much as I bet Celtics, this was in my head and we talked about this in the pod. And th- this really hit me before game six. Really? The Celtics went seven with the Bucks without Middleton and seven with the Heat who were at the end of their rope. But they're going to beat the Warriors. And I kept thinking like that thought just kept rattling around my head and it never got me to a point where I was like, Nope, I'm betting the warriors. I'm betting the warriors. I'm betting the warriors. It never got me to the point where, where I was able to make up for what I lost on Celtics minus one and a half. Like I came out ahead for the season, but those are, that's the big picture view for analyzing the series. I got it wrong because that should have been my starting position of if, if they, if a team tells you they're not, better enough versus inferior teams to beat them in less than seven do not then take that team over what is a better team than the other teams that they faced
2: yeah i don't i don't know we won't dwell on this too long i don't know that i agree with that totally partly because we didn't really know how good golden state was yeah because yeah. they didn't they didn't have a real gauntlet in the west like like look you beat the teams in front of you that's it But there's no denying that Golden State got a pretty solid, nice walk through the West compared to what a normal West path would be over the last decade or two. That's just part of the thing. It doesn't take anything away. It's part of it. But I think, too, you know, I looked back in the Boston series, and and maybe this is back to my thing about, are you the better team? Well, you have to be the better team then. But I feel like Boston in Milwaukee and in Miami could have won 6-1, to both of those series. That's kind of the, the notes that I made after that. But to your point, maybe I needed to also take away. Yeah, they could have won six to one, but they did win a four to three at some point when you keep giving away two games out of seven, every series that might matter. And I think I kind of maybe threw that out a little bit more than I should have. And that's maybe the part that I missed there. Boston had 22 turnovers in this game. Their starters alone had 18 turnovers, just the starters. Here's what's crazy though. We look at the plus minus, and it's just one game. You can never tell too much off of it. Boston's starters were plus seven, plus two, plus one, minus one, minus two. Boston's bench got obliterated right. in this game. Peyton Pritchard was minus twenty in eight minutes. Derek White was minus twenty six. Like uh, Gary Payton was plus eighteen on his half. The 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 bench and the turnovers. That was what I got. Running game six, I said, coming home, the bench guys will play a little better and the turnovers will swing. Boy, did that not happen? (laughs) So when it doesn't happen, it it was over early. I don't know about you, but watching this game yesterday, like I know Boston eventually kind of woke up and had some heart and made a push for a while. When that run happened in the early second quarter, like it was done. I was I was enjoying the game the rest of the night. After that, I I at no point feared Boston winning. Here, I want to ask this. So knowing what we know now with the playoffs, with what we've learned about the teams, if we could re-simulate the playoffs a hundred times, do you think the Warriors win the title the most of any team, or is there a different team that you think would win more titles out of a hundred times? The Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. I, th- I think it's close. Here's why I think, I think the Bucks were the better team probably. And also in a lot of simulations and most of them, Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt. But I do think the Warriors get more chances because I think the Warriors get to the finals like sixty out of the hundred times because the West is just not that good. It turned out the question East is the, tougher.
1: The question you really got to answer is how much do you think that this, the Suns was just COVID? Yeah, like that's what you got to figure out. And this, right. there, there, I have an article up today that analyzes the. I already put three bets in for the twenty twenty three championship because I'm a degenerate. Um, the Suns are not one of them. It Degenerate, that, like, by
2: the way, who one year ago on this version of a podcast would have told people to bet the Warriors. So yeah. sometimes degeneracy works. Um,
1: I also bet the Nuggets, though. So, you know, you no. know um, I'll say this. The Suns, I think, are, are tough. They're plus 950. They're underrated in the market. I need to see what they do. I'm a little bit worried just because, like, that team looks so shook. But they may have just look shook because they had COVID. We just, we just don't know, man. Like yeah. I, I don't know. The sons are going to have to be a team that I accept. I may lose value on because I can't quite get there. Trying to understand that entire situation is very difficult, but there, there's reports that they had COVID. And if that's it, they had COVID then that's it. They had yeah. COVID. And that really explains a
2: lot of what happened in that Dallas series. Dallas fans don't want to hear that. I get it, but. Well, it's, it's hard. It's, we've said this so many times. We, it, there are so many variables. How do you decide this thing is what cost the team? Mm-hmm. Like we make these grand statements and look, that was my thing with the jazz. It didn't work for me, but my thing with the jazz from last year was like, well, they had their two guards got injured at the wrong time. And I decided that was the thing that happened. No, the thing that happened was the jazz happened, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm like preparing myself that I'm going to do the same thing with the Suns, maybe where I'm like, well, they were really good all last year. And then at the wrong time, the wrong thing happened. And then it gets to next year, and it's like, oh no, that's just the Suns. That's who they were. We don't know. We don't know which one of those things it is. When the Suns are twenty and five, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that we're gonna have, we're
1: gonna have a hard time doing the stuff.
2: So, um, so I didn't do. I did not make a futures bet yet. The reason I brought up the hundred times thing is because if I was going to make a bet right now, the Bucks are my pick. That's the team that I look at and say, okay. They were probably the team that should have won the title if all things were equal. Like, look, they were right there. If Middleton would have played, or if Grant Williams doesn't hit seven threes, and if the Bucks get through, I kind of think Milwaukee wins the title. I think mean, Middleton, even with the injury, I think they win the title. He comes back and they get through. And I don't know necessarily who I think beats the Bucks in a series when they're healthy going forward. I don't know who that team is. I can't come up with one. The Warriors. I think the Bucks. Could beat the Warriors. That somebody with size still is an issue. They didn't really have to face a team with a Giannis or a LeBron or an Embiid or somebody like that. But to me, I think the Bucks would be my early play. I'm seeing plus seven fifty at books. What early plays did you end up making?
1: Uh, I have three bets already in the can. Uh, My biggest bet was on the Los Angeles Clippers at plus eight fifty. We We talked about this, honestly, on Buckets after the trade deadline. Norman Powell, Robert Covington, they're stacked, man. Kawhi's coming back after a full year off. It was a partial tear of his Achilles. Yes, he had ACL surgery. It's going to have been 15 months since that injury. It's more than enough time for him to recover. They'll work him in slowly. I'm not worried about the regular season record. They have Ty Lue, who I may argue with how good he is, but he's undeniably a top five coach in the NBA. Paul George is amazing and fantastic. I think there's a good chance that they upgrade at point guard. I think Terrence Mann took a big step forward this season, much the way that Jordan Poole took a big step forward last season, which set up his success for this season. Like you look at this roster, Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, Terrence Mann, Zubac, Hartenstein, Batum, Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard. They have shooting, they have less athleticism, they can switch, they can play big. They have Kawhi Leonard, they have Paul George. This to me at 850 is an insane number. And I get that people are going to be like, yeah, but can they stay healthy? I understand it. I'll deal with that when the time comes. I'll deal with those concerns. If I have an 850 ticket already in hand, I have an 850 ticket already in hand for multiple u- full units. Um, this to me is absolutely the best value on the board. This one, this next one, however, you're going to probably think I'm crazy. Philadelphia 76ers plus 1600. Look, 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 I get it. This is, my faith is not in, in the, the core elements of the team on the roster. My faith is in Daryl Morey. He has an MVP candidate and he has the ability to work around him. And Harden's going to sign a shorter term deal. That's that's been like reported by Jake Fisher. Okay. Now the the shorter term deal doesn't help us next season if Harden is trash. But if we know they're getting him back in some capacity, it does allow for Maury to build around him. So gonna have Tyrese Maxey. They'll probably move to his Harris. I think Daryl will come out of this offseason with a better team by the start of the season than what we look at them now. So 1,600 is going to shorten. And that's a ticket because I'm not playing finals matchup or any of these other complicated ones. I can cash that out later if we get into the season and the Sixers are fourth in the East. But I look at them and I'm just like, no, they don't have it. I can look at cashing that out. But for me, I want to get in now at 1,600 because I think Daryl Morey can reconfigure the team around them. Um, And... Finally, the Milwaukee Bucks. I found a plus 800 last night. So those were the three picks that I made. Uh, I already have bets in for the 2023 season on those three teams.
2: Where was your 800 for the Bucks? Do you remember? Maybe it's not Uh, there anymore.
1: I believe it was FanDuel.
2: Okay, yeah. The best I saw this morning was 750. So I can tell already, like, look, you're never going to sell me on the 76ers because I've said it many times, and more or not, your your more argument is good. And I don't mind the price, you know, like the, the price is key on these. And even back to the, did, did we pick the wrong team in the finals? No, we were getting, we we're getting value also on the Celtics. And that also is part of it too. It's not a right or wrong business. It's a value business. You're getting value on the Sixers and Beat and Harden are just going to have to take my money at some point because I'm not giving it to them anymore. Fair. They've lost the benefit Fair. of my doubt. My problem right now is, and I can tell already, we're going to do this all next year. So we won't get into it right now. I am pretty close to the same spot on the theoretical Clippers, not the same as the Sixers, but to me, they shape up like next year's Nets, like a team where not really because the Nets, the Nets were flawed in ways that we could see should be flawed on the court, but we never really got to see what the team was. It had to be this imaginary team that we had to kind of wait and see, will they be healthy? What will they look like? Will it all come together? we've seen that and we saw the Clippers wear that a couple of years ago too. I just worry that we're going to have that on this team and all year. I'm going to have to be skeptical. I, I, the price that you got is good. The price that most books is something like 600 on the Clippers. They're basically co-favorites. I don't want no part of the Clippers as co-favorites, partly because I think the price you got is going to be there later because Kawhi is going to sit out all the back-to-backs and PG is going to miss his 20 games. And like, all those things are going to happen. The Clippers, if they're going to make their run next year, I don't, I don't think they're going to do it as a one or two seed. I think they're going to have to do it as they, all right, well, they got healthy. They're the three seed Warriors, or they're the four, five, six seed, kind of in that range, which probably means I'm going to get a better number. The, the Futures thing to me that I'm taking away a little bit from this season is this. You don't have to rush to grab the Futures you like. The Warriors plus 500 bet that I mentioned, your Warriors bet, was you said 1,200 to win the title a year ago right now. My Warriors bet was 500 to win the West. So presumably it would have been 1,000 to win the title. My bet was at the start of the playoffs after we already saw how good the Warriors could be all year and then forgot because yeah. they all got hurt. Yeah. But like the season is long and these numbers go up and down. There will be chances later. Yeah, I don't want any part of the plus 500s and plus 600s out there I can get those numbers later. But like, the
1: only other two teams I think they're worth considering um, at this, I do think nine fifty for the Suns is going to get shorter. So yeah,
2: if Aiden signs, in, in, mm,
1: I don't think that's going to happen based on what I heard. But um, I still think this will probably get shorter. But that's fair. So I think Suns probably Nuggets plus seventeen hundred is very popular. I, I think there's going to be a lot of people that bet that. I personally need to see what they do with the Wings. I just, yeah. I need to see it. They have plans to address it. I just, I have to see them get better defensively on the wings.
2: Yeah. But, I, but I if you like, like Denver, take the 1700 because 1700 might not be there later. Philadelphia yeah, 1600 not might not be there later. If they yeah. get that point guard or improve yeah. something. It's, it's a matter of, it's a matter of, of the value now
1: versus your certainty of, of what they will look like in your analysis of what chance you will give them on the EV. Right. right? I need the certainty of like if you, if you like, what do you think the nuggets are going to do X? What will that lead to a number of, they're probably going to be nine to one, eight to one. Uh, if that's the case, isn't their value now? Yes. Are you certain they're going to do that? No, I don't know. If they can pull it off. And then the other one is Mavericks plus 1900. They just went to the Western conference finals. They add Christian Wood. Yeah. Jason think proven that he can, he can build, I guess he can, he's proven he can, he's a good coach. that can, can build a winner. They're yes. still looking at making some moves. So yeah. like Mavericks plus 1900 is a pretty insulting number for them. Quite honestly. Um, those are the for, type of numbers me, though, that I would be looking at like Nets yeah. plus 700, get out
2: of here. No, no. all the way out. I don't want we're any, not, we're not doing 700. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. To, to me, the Mavericks thing, if I had to, if I had to call my shot, I'll call my shot right now. I think the future is call. I will make right now. is I think Luka Doncic is going to be the MVP next year. However, I'm not betting it. Because he is the favorite at every book right now, and it's plus five fifty. And we know Luca shows up out of shape usually. We know that that one's going to go up and down every which way. Someone will get hot early. Mm. I think I, I like Luca. I think the Mavs are a top two or three seed. Maybe they could be the one seed. The West seems kind of open. Christian Wood, I think, is a great addition. I like Luca to win MVP. That doesn't mean I need to bet it right now because I can wait and find out more information. See what moves Dallas made. And get it at a better price at some point. So I think for me, as the the futures analyst, I think that's a lesson I'm taking away: is just because you like something, even if you think it's going to happen, doesn't mean that that is the time you need to play it.
1: I like Giannis a lot better at plus eight fifty right now than I like Luca at plus five fifty. I'll say that.
2: Yeah. I, I agree. I agree, and I like, will absolutely be adding that to my portfolio just I like I did this year. The first Instagram we get of,
1: of Luca actually working in the gym, though, I might be like, okay, it's time to fire. Like, if just-
2: and to be fair. We got Eurobasket this summer yeah. and Luke was yeah. playing. So he's going to show up in shape and ready. So yeah. I like that too. All
1: right. That's going to do it for buckets for the 2023 NBA season. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We, this podcast grew so much. We're glad to have you guys along. Is the show over? No, it's not. No, it is not. We have three, count them, three draft shows for you next week. I have three draft shows coming for you next week. Brian and I, we're going to talk with Sam Baceni. We're going to talk to our guy, Luke Swain. We're going to break down all the best bets for the NBA draft. We'll have lots of stuff for you from an Intel perspective. Brandon's going to have profiles to guide you in terms of like what teams are looking for, who, all that kind of stuff. Check that out in the off season. We'll be keeping track of how the numbers move on MVP and futures markets and win totals and all that stuff. It's going to be great all summer long. Keep us in your feed. Keep sending those those five-star reviews. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great off season and let's get buckets.